What's going on, world? This is Isaiah from Making It Make Sense with Isaiah, Theo, and Vincent. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Make sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube page at Making It Make Sense, ITV, and listen to new episodes every Friday, and maybe slide into our DMs on Instagram. Or actually, just leave us a comment at Making It Make Sense, ITV. Stay conscious and stay lit. Welcome back to part two of our DL Culture Conversation. Enjoy. So when I'm speaking from my place, from my pedestal, or from my soapbox, <laughs> like people, <laughs> I'm speaking to those men, to those mm. own individuals who are in their own cages, in their own prison, where they, they feel that whatever hurt and pain that they have inside of them, that they then need to afflict that hurt and pain to the LGBTQ plus community because I do not think that DL men are part. I wouldn't even DL, say that specifically the to the like that to the community to anyone like they're that yeah. of shit that just don't give a fuck about who they hurt, like where like what they do like yep. what like they destroy they just don't give a fuck yeah, to the yeah, LGBTQ community and to um um to and to the heterosexual partners and yeah, whatever yeah. they're just a detriment that kind yeah. of way of thinking I think needs to change. And it needs to evolve. It, that it's been twenty years since that ridiculous article, and I don't mm. think that that stuff has been got has gotten any better. And if that isn't getting any better, people, because I as a, a hetero, um, to heterosexual, excuse me, me as a um, <laughs> me as a masculine presented um, um, queer man, a lot of people assume, oh, he must be on the DL, or he must be into really? women as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. he must be into oh, women wow. as well because of this false narrative of DL and masculinity <laughs> and what it is to be a uh, queer man. Let me tell you, I, I, before our conversation ends, I always love our conversations because they're so <laughs> and rewarding for me. But, you know, 20 years ago, you guys would have had no trouble um, now um, just living a normal, quote unquote, normal life. I mean, you three that I, I've come to know, um, and, but I am just so encouraged that every time you guys demonstrate the greatest uh, level of advocacy and allyship, when you would stand up for a, a trans person, a black trans woman specifically, mm-hmm. I mean, and I see that more and more in my own life, that people, cisgender, transgender, heterosexual, homosexual, queer, LGBTQIA, you know, are standing up for people, the humanity of people, and that is cause for celebration. And I've seen a lot of people who who 20 years ago would have rested on their, on their you know, the presumption of their um, homosexual, heterosexuality, yeah. the presumption of their cisgenderness. Um, but they're no, they're, they're no longer doing that. They're saying, fuck that, I'm with them. Yep. And you, if you touch them, I mean, we, we go, we rocking together, we fighting together. Yep. And I appreciate that so much because for, for my community, my sisters, that saves lives, it's saving lives. Absolutely. I think it's important. I don't know where that I, I, that triggered inside me since I've been. Um, what triggered that inside me? Like I get offended if you assume that I'm heterosexual. Uh, first of all, mm. I'll be qu- I'll be quick to say ew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not me. But I I get offended if you think that I'm heterosexual. I I get offended when you take my masculinity and you put it in this box of heterosexuality, or when you take my sexuality and you make it like oh. 
you like women. Here, here, here's my friend Susie. I'm like, fuck Susie. What about what's up with Susie's brother? Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> but again, like that's not anything. Like, I mean, it sounds like you generally kind of take it a little bit on the personal side. Where for me, I don't like. I've worked with people for years and had no idea. It's not. And it's not something to do with me. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely it's oblivious. Like, I'm oblivious like that too. Now yeah, like where people just don't know. And also, like, oh, who sent you flowers? Like, oh, my boyfriend. Like. Oh, okay. And like I could tell like they had no idea. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. I would have never I worked with you guys for years. I, I went to school with people and I didn't even know. And they were like yeah. openly gay. I mean, I, I can tell you, that's why I said I named you guys because I can tell you just and we've been in this kind of podcast relationship for several months now. And mm-hmm. I don't I mean I'm certain that if I would have been in a very work environment or school environment or academia or whatever, even a faith community, I wouldn't have known that I wouldn't have I I'm just in survival mode a lot and this is sad to say, but it's still true. Yeah. As a black trans woman I'm oftentimes mostly in survival mode. It's kinda of like mind your business. It's yeah, a bit of jersey. Like... It's a bit of jersey there, but it's also a bit of like trans drama so yeah i think i've i've never i gotta say i've never really i've never really had that problem except i have had some people say like yeah like i didn't know until then then you like we were talking and we started kicking and then i was like oh yeah he's gay like you know like so, <laughs> you know what I mean? so i've never i've never really had like anyone uh, i mean I mean, there are people uh, i've swore up and down were gay and they would they turned out to be uh, yeah right that's happened, happened too that's happened too no but i don't really i really don't i i remember being in a space where so i used to have the opposite view i used to I used to actually get so offended before I came out, like if someone thought or even like notion at the idea that I might be queer. I, I Shut up. Me too. 110%. Absolutely. I was not. Yeah, it's, no. it's not okay to just walk up to a trans person and be like, you're trans, aren't you? No, <laughs> yeah, I used to be super, I used to be super offended. And so, and then now I, to be honest, like I, I, could care less what what you think I am because I'm going to be honest it's it's not it has that what you your perception of me or what you think if I'm sh- queer or straight or gay, that is your do. stuff that has nothing to do with me I don't well, even let me say this so. let me say this while we're on that subject I mean I'm sure there are subtle subtle cues and I think LGBTQIA folks are tactful people with mm-hmm. decorum and you mm-hmm. know respect for others um let me just say I'm so I thought it was brilliant for for the cisgender and the the pronouns to come out because what a wonderful way if you don't know if a person is transgender Mm -hmm. i mean because again i have trans girlfriends who are who if you look at them you would think that's a male but it's Mm -hmm. because they don't have the money to transition they're actually trans but they can't transition Mm -hmm. so they are asserting their own gender and you know what a wonderful way to inquire about whether somebody is trans or what their gender is actually. I really did. Yeah, I agree. Pronouns. I agree with you. I think the introduction of pronouns was fantastic. I really it was phenomenal. I think, I think As a some trans people. Person, mm-hmm. Oh my God, who, who was very concerned about being outed in work and mm-hmm. academia and stuff? Mm-hmm. It was phenomenal. Go ahead. I love. I love it. I personally like, and it's funny because I, I, I have never. I mean, it, it definitely took like time to go like, you know, if I asked someone in an, in an LGBTQ plus or a queer setting, like, oh, what are your pronouns? Or um, when I went into into the city and I, I spoke with the, um, at that middle school and I went around and I, you know, and I said to them beforehand, I said, um, 
I said, just so you guys are aware, I was like, so I'm a little older than you guys. I'm 35. I was like, so I, my coming up and, and coming out, I was like, I did not have pronouns, but I, I love the usage of it. And I love the introduction of it. So I was like, you guys have to bear with me. So if I look at you and I, I and I, but I was like, God forbid, I like, you know, miss, you know, um, Miss, not misgender, what is the word I used or used the wrong or incorrect pronoun. I deeply apologize and I will correct myself immediately. So it's, 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 it's a really welcome adjustment and it is a really great way to identify one another because there are even like queer, um, well, queer days and thems that you, that do not, they present male but they do not identify. They identify as they or them. And I would never know that if I didn't ask. So I, I... Yeah, we still have a long way to go when it comes to, and, and again, this is all more out of, for me at least, this whole conversation about being on the down low mm -hmm. is bore out of the lack of environments where people feel safe to be their authentic sexuality, Great. Their authentic gender. Yeah. So we have say. to, we, we, we can really do more work and making, and this, this, is, this work does not rest exclusively with LGBTQIA folks. Oh, no, it no. rests with our allies and it rests with all of humanity, really. And mm. that's why I'm so thrilled when I see cisgender, heterosexual, uh, white folks really say, no, my gender pronouns are she, her, hers. I mean, mm -hmm. I think it's just a, a phenomenal yeah, act yeah. of allyship. It really is. Because it's, it's, it's basically, if you think about it, it's them doing exactly... And when I say them, I mean I mean uh, non queer people. It's them doing exactly what they're being asked to do. You, it, it, this is your job. You're supposed to do the work, not yeah. us. You, it really costs them nothing. I mean, yeah, right. It costs saying, you nothing. Nobody's going to whisper and say they're queer. They have children and they're married. We know they're not queer. Get over it. <laughs> yeah, but you know. And Any final thoughts? Oh, oh. <laughs> this is the second time we do it. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Twinsies. Twinsies. <laughs> um, I'm going to go first. I, I, I'll take uh, uh, the antiquated gender oh, stereotype of ladies first. Um, I want to say we recorded this podcast, this very special podcast on download during um, three days after we celebrated or two days after we celebrated Mother's Day. Mm -hmm. So for all the mothers out there, uh, motherhood is still very important to the LGBT community where so many are uh, rejected by their own parents. Mm -hmm. We celebrate parents of all kinds who come to parenthood in many different ways. And I just want to say that. And that's part of creating new spaces where people can feel most comfortable to be themselves even if they're living a DL life, they can come out and say, you know, you know what? I am who I am. And you know what? Mm -hmm. uh, what are you going to do about it? Because I'm with my people and my people are with me. So mm -hmm. um, I just want to celebrate motherhood in this moment. And um, that's all I have to say. Absolutely. Theo, Vincent? Mm, thinking of a possible resolution. Like, do we need to start canceling these motherfuckers? Like, and start putting little sleeper cells? <laughs> Up there and setting these motherfuckers up, and like, gotcha. Um, but no, you're uh, yeah, <laughs> how to catch a predator, uh, hilarious. How to catch a deal, how to catch a deal. Yo, we get so that's at the E, how to catch a deal. Um, um, I, um, I, this, I agree with Vincent. <laughs> I approve that message. Uh, DL men, DL people, get your shit together. Let's evolve. Let's stop being so primitive in our way of existing. 
and let's eradicate the deal bullshit. And um, I guess like for my final thoughts, I'd really, I'm going to say this. I think that, I think that I I really wish that actually, and I even think that I really wish that our hetero, uh, our hetero brothers and sisters, (laughs) um, we need to start allowing finally just kind of, and I mean, as evidenced by what's going on in the, in the world right now, specifically in our country, not even going to go into that, but um, I think we need to start letting people live as they are and make their own choices and their own decisions and minding our business so that people can authentically live their happiest lives and be the very best versions of themselves, which does not include hiding who you are and having illicit affairs with people instead of just figuring it out. Give them the space to figure it out so that we don't have to entertain this DL culture any longer because it's not just hurting us as a queer community, it's hurting you too. So mind your business and let people live authentically and then let's get out of this space where things are in the shadows. That's why it's called coming out of the closet. Hold the door open for them. Hold the door open for them and be quiet. Until next time, everyone. Until next time, everybody. Pastor Isaiah said it best. (laughs) I like that. Thank you. Until next time. Until next time. Later, guys. Fuck all you hoes. Get a grip, motherfucker. Yeah. This album is dedicated to all the teachers that told me I never amount to nothing. To all the people that lived above the buildings that I was hustling from that called the police on me when I was just trying to make some money to feed my daughter. And all the niggas in the struggle, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's all good, baby, baby. Uh. It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Something pepper and heavy D up in the limousine. Hanging pictures on my wall. Every Saturday, rap attack Mr. Magic Molly Mall. I let my tape rock till my tape pop. Smoking weed and bamboo, sipping on private stock. Way back when I had the red and black lumberjack with the hat to match. Remember rapping Duke? The hard, the hard. You never thought that hip hop would take it this far. Now I'm in the limelight cause I rhyme tight. Time to get paid, blow up like the world trade. Born sinner, the opposite of a winner. Remember when I used to eat sardines for dinner? Peace to Raw D, Brucey B, Kick and Free. Funk Master Flex, Love Bug Star Skeet. I'm blowing up like you thought I would. Call a crib, same number, same hood. It's all good. Uh. And if you don't know, now you know, nigga. Uh. I made the change from a common thief to up close and personal with Robin Leach. And I'm far from cheap. I smoke stuff with my peeps all day. Spread love, it's the Brooklyn way. The Moet and Alize keep me pissy. Girls used to diss me. Now they write letters cause they miss me. I never thought it could happen, this rapping stuff. I was too used to packing gats and stuff. Now honeys play me close like butter play toast. From the Mississippi down to the East Coast. Condos and Queens in dough for weeks. Sold out seats to hear Biggie Small speak. Living life without fear. Putting five carrots in my baby girl ear. Lunches, brunches, interviews by the pool. Considered a fool cause I dropped out of high school. Stereotypes of a black male misunderstood. And it's still all good. Uh. 
And if you don't know, now you know, nigga. Genesis. When I was dead broke, man, I couldn't picture this. 50 inch screen, money green, leather sofa. Got two rides, a limousine with the chauffeur. Phone bill about 2G's flat. No need to worry, my accountant handles that. And my whole crew is lounging. Celebrating every day, no more public housing. Thinking back on my one room shack. Now my mom pips a act with me on the back. And she loves to show me off, of course. Smiles every time my face is up in the sauce. We used to fuss when the landlord dissed us. No heat. Wonder why Christmas missed us. Birthdays was the worst days. Now we sip champagne when we thirsty. Uh, damn right I like the life I live. Cause I went from negative to positive. And it's all. And if you don't know, now you know, nigga. Uh. And if you don't know, now you know, nigga. And if you don't know, now you know, nigga. Representing B Town in the house. Junior Mafia, Mad Label. Uh. Uh. Yeah.